when it comes to heating up your business, it's all about making more bacon. And that requires an expert with a particular set of skills. You need a Baconologist. Building authentic connections, online networking, through social selling, relationship marketing, mindset and training. Yeah, that's bacon. Get ready, because we're about to fry up a sizzling success strategy. This is the Bacon Podcast with your host and business Baconologist, Brian Basilico. It's a lot of bees, man. Welcome, everybody. I'm your host, Brian Basilico, and this is the podcast where you learn to make your business sizzle online. So are you ready to fry up some new business? Hey, peeps. So it's been a few years since I've been up on stage as a musician. I've been in a lot of bands over my years, and the last two were called The Pretzel Boys and Doe. And the Pretzel Boys was a full band with drums and PA systems, and Doe was a two-man acoustic band. And the reason we called ourselves Doe is because pretzels uncooked are made of what, right? And Doe is two for duo. Well, kind of, sort of. But the biggest thing about being in a band is you learned how to read your audiences. For example, we'd usually play three sets a night. And it would be about a three-hour gig. So the first set, you kind of set the tone of the evening. You kind of get people warmed up a little bit, play some songs they know, maybe some songs they don't know. And you pay attention to what it is that they were responding to. Not every single night is the same thing. I mean, if you have original music, you have set lists. If you're playing other people's music, you have to adapt. So... If they liked the Beatles that night, the second set, we would modify it to do more Beatles. If they liked Tom Petty one night, we would do more Tom Petty. It was all about whatever the audience was responding to. And at the end of the night, you had your third set, and you would always save your best for last. What this taught us, and taught me especially, was how to read the audience to keep them engaged. And we can do the same thing with our content online, but it takes a little bit more work because you don't always get a chance to see their eyes and their faces and watch them sing with you, right? What you can judge it is, is based on likes, comments, and shares, but even that's not 100% accurate because you don't always see them until you go look at the information and say, oh, you know, somebody shared this three times, that's awesome. So when you're creating content, you have to have a system behind you that allows you to test it as you go along. A lot of times we try to create things and just finish it and then move on to the next thing. But some things need a little bit more tender, loving care. So for years, I've been doing LinkedIn boot camps. These are live events four hours long where I would stand in front of a group and teach them everything they needed to know about LinkedIn. But then the pandemic hit and the last one I did live was right before everything shut down. Since then, a lot has changed. Not only has LinkedIn changed, so I need to update it that way, but the way that people are using it is different. Because a lot of people were saying, hey, I can't go visit people live, so I'm going to jump on LinkedIn and prospect there. Well, that kind of changed the entire atmosphere and a lot of people's minds about using social media. So I knew I had to reinvent this from the ground up. 
part of the reasoning behind this was I was contracted to do LinkedIn training for a group and it was very specific to their needs and it really made me build it from the ground up. So after I taught the first class, I said, hey, I have something here, but I need to test it. I need to go in front of a handful of different audiences and see what kind of response I get. Now, obviously, when I did the class, they loved the new perspective and they wanted more, which was great. That meant that people were excited to show up to class number two, three, and four. But I wanted to even take this a step further because I've set such a high expectation in that first class that I wanted to make sure that I was able to deliver that level of excellence across all of them. So what I did is I created a presentation around what I was teaching. And I had the opportunity to speak in front of a mastermind online. So I took what I did in that class and put it in front of this group that was a B2B based group. And here's what happened. They loved it. They thought the perspective for their audience and using LinkedIn and the concepts I was talking about resonated with them. The thing that I got from it is I made some great connections with some new people who really enjoyed it. So it showed me that it worked. So then I hit up one of my affiliate webinar partners and said, hey, I got something here. You want to do a partnering webinar? In affiliate marketing, usually if you sell something, you give them half and you keep half, which is fine. But it was a way for me to test this in front of a different audience. This was more of a consumer-based marketing audience, and they had a smaller perspective on sales and the ROI of what I was presenting, and it kind of fell like a dud. I did sell one person into it, but the vast majority of everybody came just didn't connect with what I was saying and didn't feel like they would get the value, which is fine. So it told me, hey, it's not going to work in this niche. The third thing I did then was take all of that feedback, put it together and create a video with it. So I did a condensed video that was short, about 25 minutes, and then I put it in front of a couple of mentors. And each one of them watched it and gave me feedback and really beat me up and said, you've got this, but you really need to explain this better. Take that out. I mean, I needed to massage the heck out of it. But the bottom line was they were right. They saw it from a perspective I couldn't see. And they helped me to optimize this. So the final thing that I did is I created a new video based on all their feedback, shared it with them couple of small tweaks, redid it one more time, and they said, you've got something here. So now I have this presentation and I put it out to the world with an email. I put it in front of my tribe and my 1,500 people that are in my email list, and guess what? It resonated with the people I expected it to resonate with, and the ones that it didn't were the same type that were in that webinar crowd, which meant that I was getting great feedback on which people in my audience were more slanted towards the B2B side of business and the ones that were more consumer oriented. That gave me some great feedback about the makeup of my audience based on who engaged with it. So I could even further segment the people on my email list. 
So let me leave you with some final thoughts and some lessons learned. In order to be successful, you have to be unique and explore some new perspectives. Next, you need to share with multiple audiences, even when you think you know what the outcome is going to be. You might just be surprised. Third, make sure you're putting it in front of a fresh set of eyes and be open to some heartbreaking criticism. It's only going to make it better and make you better. Fourth, be willing to work hard at every stage to update and optimize your message. It takes time to perfect it. And then finally, know when it's time to present to your audience. You have to get it to the point where you feel like your audience will respond to it in a way that you expect. So that's how testing and growing your content one, two, or three times or more can get your audience to embrace your content in a way that you never thought possible. So the lesson of being a musician taught me that at the end of the night, you always want to leave them wanting more. People would be screaming, Freebird! But we would play American Pie. Why? Because Freebird featured guitar solos. And at the end of the night, nothing went over quite as well as a drunk sing-along song. Thank you for letting us sprinkle some bacon bits into your brains. Want some more? Learn more about this podcast and our guest experts at baconpodcast.com. Have questions? Send them to askbrian at baconpodcast.com. Until next time, keep sizzling. And remember, it's all about the bacon. <laughs>